CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Your Money and Your Life. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Don Cash, a CPA and CFP serving you at Donald W. Cash and Associates here in the Garden State off of the Garden State Parkway exit 109 in Red Bank. You can find him online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com or you can reach out and call his office 1-800-664-1183 is the phone number. That's 1-800-664-1183. Don, welcome back into the podcast. Podcast number two, how are we doing and how are you feeling about the podcast? Doing good, Mark. Looking forward to it. It was a lot of fun, the first first episode, or inaugural episode. Uh, the inaugural episode. If you missed it, it's up. Go and find it. Listen to that. And we're glad you're with us today. How about we kick it off with a little bit of news? Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, we do want to kick off the podcast today with a bit of news. We love just to see what's going on in the world around us and how it might apply to our finances. Don, Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan, recently said that the next major recession in this country will probably be related to student loan debt. Outstanding student loans now total $1.5 trillion, second only to mortgage debt in the U.S. How do you advise your clients to handle college funding for their kids to hopefully just avoid being part of this crisis? Well, Mark, I think this is only the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I've read the same numbers of over $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and that's an incredible amount of money. Remember my illustration last week about how much a trillion dollars is stacked up? Yes. Dollar bills from Earth it's, to the it's moon? It's hard to even picture how much money that is. It really is. But the reality is, I think, unfortunately, the student loan debt is even higher. Now, hold on. You said higher. Are you implying it's higher than $1.5 trillion, Don? What do you you mean by that? Mark, it is. Uh, I've seen many clients that actually take home equity loans instead of student loans because the interest rate's been much lower over the past 10 years. So not only is it not unusual for a student to have over $100,000 for a student loan, but there are parents with over $100,000 in home equity loans that are really stealth student loans. And now with the changes in the tax law and the interest rate on home equity loans not being tax deductible, it's even worse. So in addition, there are even some people, Mark, that take money out of their IRA to pay for college expenses. Now that sounds like a bit of a risky strategy. That's not something you recommend, is it? Oh, of course not. As a general rule, I recommend that people do not sacrifice their own retirement for college expenses. Unfortunately, we live in a world where getting into a prestigious college has become sort of an obsession. Uh, we've read recently of the parents who have gone into extreme measures to get their kids into a top school, and they were doing things like cheating on their SATs and ACTs for the kids lying about their athletic ability and bribing school officials. I think it speaks to the fixation and the culture among students as well as parents. Oh, it most certainly does. There's that level of uh, prestige that comes in with those schools and will do anything we've seen recently to get our kids into that schools, those schools and to achieve that level of prestige. What does it look like to have a conversation with your kids to get them thinking about where their education is going to take them? I say that because 
we were both in that situation at one point, Don, back in the day. Maybe more years for you than me, I'll point out. But um, it's certainly we were there. And I remember being younger, and I was a, always a big Tar Heel fan growing up in North Carolina. And UNC, the University of North Carolina, luckily is one of the top public schools in the nation. But I remember even being in high school thinking, oh, I kind of want to go to NYU out of state and study theater. And my parents were like, wow, when you've got a great school right here. And so we had that conversation. So what does it look like to guide families through that conversation about education and uh, what it looks like to get a good education as well as an affordable one? Well, I think it starts as parents. We need to ask ourselves really to what end is this? Are we raising better people, more responsible adults? And then from that standpoint, from that point forward, we have to speak to our kids and put together sort of an educational agreement and talk about things like what are your interests? Uh, is what you're pursuing a marketable skill? How much will it cost? Uh, how much is dad and mom going to pay? How much are the kids going to pay? How much is the student expected to work during the year? These are the things that I think that people really don't ask their kids or don't talk to their kids about. When I was younger, my dad and I discussed going to college. I went to a public school as well. I went to uh, Rutgers the State University here in New Jersey. And before that, I attended community college for a couple of years. Now, the, the money, fortunately, back then, it wasn't really much of an issue. The tuition was much less expensive. But now the you know, reality is different. School is very expensive. A private college boy can run, I think, fifty to $60,000 a year or more. Personally, I have two kids in college and two other kids in a private Christian school. So I've gone through these issues with my older kids, and we're starting the discussion with uh, my son, Nick, in high school. And fortunately, by the way, uh, we don't have student loans. Uh, my kids do work and they understand what the agreement is. Good. They contribute toward the tuition. And uh, I find that, that people have to really stop and, and think this through. So what's your advice then to parents as they're having those conversations with kids and even thinking about it from their own perspective? I mean, I know, especially in the Northeast, it's incredibly competitive. Everybody wants to go to the top school. Everybody wants to end up, you know, on Wall Street or on Broadway. There are a number of good schools in this part of the country. What is your advice to parents as they're going through those conversations? Well, my number one advice to parents is don't be pressured to be like everybody else. That's, I think there's certainly, it gets back to this college admission scandal. These parents were certainly financially well off, but the school, the college is sort of like a status symbol now that signals to the rest of your friends what kind of a parent you are. If your child goes to NYU or they go to Princeton or they go to an Ivy League school, there's sort of uh, an unspoken understanding of what kind of uh, parent you've been over the years. The other point I would say is good character is more important than a prestigious school. And if your child has reached the age of 18, you've done a good job. You've worked hard. You've lived right. You've set a good example for them. And don't feel so obligated that you have to carry them through until they're 22 or 23 years old, and some kids even older who pursue graduate school. My advice to students is 
Number one, be grateful. Be grateful for your parents. You know, they've worked hard. They've set a good example for you. They're trying to set you on the right path. And it's time for you to step up. Find out how much you're going to contribute or what you're going to be doing to contribute toward the cost of your education. And the final thing I like to discuss with parents and kids is, for the most part, Mark, when you graduate, nobody cares where you went to school. I can tell you after being in the, in the financial world for many years that I can count probably on one hand how many times a client or someone asked me where I went to college. Once you're out of school and you get your first job, your merit is going and your hard work and your dedication and, and your vision and your grit is going to get you where you want to go. I think that is great advice, Don. And let's not forget, as you're listening, if you're a parent or a grandparent and you're wanting to provide your children with those opportunities to go where they want to go and to give them a good education, there are ways to prepare for that. Absolutely. You know, that being said, there are planning of opportunities for parents as well as grandparents to save money for college and a special savings account called a 529 plan. A lot of people have heard about these, Mark. They're sort of like an IRA for education. The money grows tax-free and can be taken out if used for the appropriate educational expenses. The key is starting when the child is young and there's time for the account to grow. Many of these accounts really are funded by grandparents since young parents are often strapped for cash. But you know, again, your retirement comes first. So when it comes to the kids, where there's a will, there's a way. I like that. There's a will, there's a way. We want to provide for our children and maybe some of you, your grandchildren. I, I love that as well. I know that, Don, you get a lot into legacy planning and part of that with a lot of folks is wanting to be able to pay for their grandchildren's education. It's special to be able to have that opportunity to do that. And we want you to know that you can achieve those goals with proper planning. Now let's transition over and let's take a question from our mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, we do love to hear from you. As always, you can submit your questions by going online to Don's website. It's donaldcash.com. There is a contact us tab. And when you get there, you can fill out a form or you'll see Don's email. It's don at donaldcash.com. And you can submit a question. We'll feature it right here on the podcast. This week's question comes to us from Jim in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Jim says, my kids will start going to college in about four years. Another college question, appropriate given the conversation of the podcast today. I currently have all their college savings and tech stocks. Should I diversify and what should I diversify to? I hear we're expecting a recession in the next year or two, so I want to make sure I'm positioned properly to weather the storm, but also to add some return to the coffers in that time frame. Well, the one point I would bring up with this particular question, Mark, with Jim and Oldbridge, is that with the kids starting college in four years, so it sounds like the child is in eighth or ninth grade right now, having all their money in um, the college savings and technology stocks is pretty risky proposition. That's not what you want to be doing at this point generally. And a lot of those Technology stocks are the likes of Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Google that have run up quite a bit over the past few years. 
The rule of thumb with funding college education is the closer that you get toward needing the money, the more that the investment should be weighted toward fixed income, things like bonds and cash equivalents as opposed to stock. And the idea is because we're facing the need of income coming up pretty soon that we don't want to have to face the effects of a stock market dip close to the time of need. That's not to say that we want to be 100% in bonds or, or cash, but that allocation is probably way too heavy in stocks, number one, and in one market segment, Mark, which is technology. So this is really an indication of a not a diversified portfolio and something that likely needs some change. So again, rule of thumb, as we get closer to the need for the money, particularly for money like uh, college, which will be absorbed in a few years likely, we want to be away from riskier investments and move toward investments with less volatility, like high-quality bonds and cash and cash equivalents. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And we do want you to be equipped to send your kids off to school when the time comes. If you have questions about that that you've come across during the podcast today, or if you have questions about other areas of your financial life, Don, what does it look like just to sit down and start getting some answers? Well, certainly reach out to the office at 1-800-664-1183. You can set up an appointment. We can sit down and go through the issues that are a primary concern of yours and get you on the path toward clarity and understanding and cutting through the fog of maybe what's confusing you, maybe what's concerning you, and get to the point where you feel like you have a solid plan in place. If you want to get that plan in place, if you want to be confident as you're heading into retirement, reach out to Don Cash and the team at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Come in for a complimentary review of your situation. All you have to do is dial 1-800-664-1183. That's 1-800-664-1183. Leave a message, indicate, hey, I'd like to come in and just get some answers to some of my questions. And you can also set that up online, again, at Donald Cash. Don, before I let you go today, I thought we'd have a little fun here on the podcast and get to know you a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. But we do want to have a little fun away from the financial talk as we finish up the podcast. I love this segment of the show. It helps just to bring out your personality a little bit. We hope to do this more often. Don, what is the best trip you have been on recently? Oh boy, a best trip recently. Well, I'll tell you what comes to mind right away was just a few months ago, my wife and I went away for our 25th wedding anniversary. So last summer, we were married 25 years and we happened to be on a family vacation, or I call it a family trip because there's a difference between a, a vacation and a trip. As much as I love my kids, when you're away on a road trip with the family, you're not really relaxing as much as you are when you're spending quality time with your spouse. So my wife and I went for a long weekend to Savannah, Georgia and St. Augustine, Florida. Have Ooh, you ever yeah. been there? Down to the south. I love it. That sounds great. That's right. But we really, we've been to Savannah many times. We drive from our home in New Jersey down to a place that we vacation with the family in the west coast of Florida. It's called Siesta Key. It's part of Sarasota. 
on the Gulf Coast. So we stopped in Savannah with the kids overnight, and we've been doing it for many, many years. So we're familiar with the town, but we never got to spend time there just with the two of us. And it was just a fabulous time, a fabulous long weekend. And from there, we drove to St. Augustine, which is a few hours south, did a lot of history tours, walking food tours, and really got to know more about the city, the culture, the Spanish culture of St. Augustine, and the British history and Revolutionary War history of Savannah. So great trip. I recommend it. And yeah, that was certainly the most memorable trip we've been on recently. Oh, that sounds like a blast. So this May, my wife turns 30. Or 29, should I say. I guess I should say 29. She'll be 29 this May. And we want to commemorate the occasion. We're excited. We want to make a big deal. I want her to feel special. And so we're actually thinking about ourselves going down to Charleston and doing something similar. Maybe some of the walking tours, some of the good food down there. Just enjoying a nice taste of the South. Charleston's lovely. It's uh, very similar to Savannah in many respects, as opposed to St. Augustine. So Charleston is also one of our favorite cities they used to call it the london of the south in the old days i bet you didn't know that uh i actually knew something similar to that because they have a hotel down there and it's called something like the king's daughter's hotel it's got i mean it's got that regal name to it makes sense well we're certainly looking forward to it hey maybe we'll have to trade notes as i make my trip a little bit but um that's getting to know don a little bit better and don as always thanks for being with us on the podcast thanks mark it was great we'll do it again next time on another edition of your money and your life Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.